You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I feel like who art ed? Try to spice it. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be talking about The Scream. The Scream is a painting, or actually it's a series of works created by the artist Edward Monk. I say it's a series of works because he actually made four different versions of The Scream. He made paintings, pastel drawings, and lithographs of the iconic work. I guess he was an artist who knew to play the hits and make sure that there were several copies of that famous work. Now, The Scream is one of the most widely recognized and widely parodied modern paintings. We have seen countless pop culture references to it from the likes of The Simpsons and the famous scream of Kevin McAllister after he put on aftershave in the movie Home Alone. Interestingly, The Scream is not actually about a person screaming. The tormented figure in the painting is suffering an anxiety attack and overwhelmed by the din or the noise of the world around him. Edward Monk initially titled his work The Scream of Nature and included this poem on the frame of his pastel drawing in 1895. I was walking along the road with two friends. The sun was setting. The sky turned to blood red, and I felt a whiff of melancholy. I stood still, deathly tired. Over the blue-black fjord and city hung blood and tongues of fire. My friends walked on. I remained behind, shivering with anxiety. I felt the great scream in nature. So as we can see from Edward Monk's own interpretation here, he is talking about not so much the scream of the tortured person, but the scream of nature, the sound around enveloping him in that moment of panic and anxiety. Although the work does appear to be sort of autobiographical based on an experience that sounds like it was pretty traumatic in Edward Monk's life, The look of it seems a bit strange. I've seen what Edward Monk looked like, and he did not look like that distorted figure in the painting. The specific look of that figure may have actually been based on a Peruvian mummy that was on display in Paris around that time. Um, In the Victorian age, they seem to be 
putting mummies all over the place. And this specific mummy was on display in Paris with hands up on either side of an open mouth in an apparent shriek that is not in the least bit raising unsettling questions about that person's final moments. But it definitely bears a striking resemblance to the mask from the movie Scream, which, incidentally, was based on the elongated face in the painting The Scream. Now, one final fun fact and bit of trivia about The Scream, in 1994, it was stolen from a museum. Now, while I always used to picture a museum heist as this incredible feat because I imagine museums with impenetrable systems of lasers and alarms guarding the valuables within it, the thieves just propped a ladder up against the window and climbed in and took the masterpiece. Being polite criminals, they did leave a note thanking the museum for their lax security. Of course, art thieves who climb in through the window and leave a note aren't exactly criminal masterminds, and the piece was recovered about three months later. This was not the last time the scream was stolen. Um, in the early 2000s, the scream was stolen again, and there was a massive reward for the painting. The thieves were caught some time later, but it wasn't until the Mars Company put up a reward of 2 million M&Ms that one of the thieves um, in a plea deal decided that they would sort of give up the location of the painting. Of course, the Mars company decided rather than give all of that candy to the thief in jail, they offered it to the police who had worked so hard to recover the work, and the police decided the best use would be to give the cash value of that candy to the museum. Hopefully they used that money to upgrade their security systems, because apparently when the Scream went on auction a few years later, in like 2012, they actually had betting markets with people betting on whether or not that version of the Scream would be stolen before it made it to auction. Now, thankfully, for once, the Scream wasn't stolen, and it sold at auction for, at that time, a record-setting $119.9 million, which I got to think if Edward Monk were still around today and were able to see that that auction happen and see that record being set, I wonder how he would feel about that. I mean, on the one hand, it would probably be pretty cool to see your work being so highly coveted and so highly valued. On the other hand... Someone's paying a lot of money for the visual representation of his mental breakdown. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This week's fan fact comes from Andrew and Kate, the hosts of Let's Talk Petty. If you're not familiar, Let's Talk Petty is a podcast almost done with their first season. And I gotta say, they have been really strong right out of the gate. 
Their show first got me hooked with the episode they created on the petty feud between Stuart Semple and Anish Kapoor. Longtime listeners would know I myself did an episode on that, a Fun Fact Friday mini episode on the blackest black. And I am not going to be petty. I'm going to say check out their episode because they did a great job with it. And I have talked enough about them. I'm going to let them talk for themselves now. I'm Andrew. I'm Kate. We aren't petty, but we love talking about it. Yes, we do. And we're the host of the Let's Talk Petty podcast. And who doesn't like a good petty story, some petty drama, or even a good petty feud? And the whole point of our podcast is one of us looks up the story, the other person has no idea what the other person is going no to talk idea. about, and then we're able to react on that. Then why is it called Mummy Brown? Because they grind up mummies and put it in the paint. 100% correct. No way. 100% correct. <laughs> it's called Mummy Brown because they take actual ground up mummies and put it into the pigments. And it's called Mummy Brown. Uh, That's really gross. It hasn't really been used since the early 20th century, so... I can't imagine why. Probably because they ran out of mummies. I was just going to say, at some point... So all these heists... that Or not heists, but... Well, kind of. All these mummies getting stolen out of their uh, tombs. I I don't know how they got them, where they got them from, what deals they made, but they took ground-up mummies and made Mummy Brown with it. I had never heard of it. Now you have, and it's an amazing fact that you can share with your friends. So we laugh a lot, and when it's all said and done, honestly, we truly have learned quite a bit. Yes, we do laugh a lot. So come along and join the Petty Party every Tuesday and Friday. You might just learn a little something on the way while listening to Let's Talk Petty. If you have a fun fact you'd like to share, let's keep the conversation going. You can post your fun facts and other comments on the message boards on Good Pods. You can, of course, also email me, whoartedpodcast at gmail.com, or follow me on social media, at whoartedpodcast. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.